0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Land Scurve. I'm really enjoying this vibe. I'm really enjoying, from my side, the content and the responses and how easy it is to produce this type of content without the headaches and the hassles and the intrusions. And it's a really good thing to... Always seek to ascend to a higher level. Wherever you are now, whatever you see around you, if you're not happy with it, by all means, please understand that there's more. Don't ever get caught up in where you are now. Don't ever get caught up in what you might be thinking now if it's not thoughts that are going to bring you to the next level. It's an illusion. Just think back on all of the things that you've been through and the uncomfortable situations that you've been through and how real it was, but where is it now? It's gone now. And sometimes it's like that splinter, that little piece of sharp wood that you'll get caught up in your foot, in your toe. And it seems like you just can't see it, you just can't reach it, and it's impossible to come out for whatever reason. And then you go to sleep and you say, well, I'll deal with this tomorrow, I'll get somebody to help me with this. And when you wake up prepared to walk in a way where you don't step on that splinter, you forget and you step and you don't feel any pain. The splinter is gone, gone forever. How did it get out? I don't know, you don't know. But things work out for the greater good. No matter how bad it may seem, there's a lesson in every situation that you have to encounter. And that's what life is all about. But we can amplify the challenge or what will become a problem. And that's a word that I hate to use because we don't have problems. We have challenges. And challenges are always ahead of us in front of us, daring us to surmount that challenge because of the champions that we are. But if you don't see yourself as a champion, if you don't see yourself as a winner, that challenge, therefore, becomes a problem. So it will be a problem if you don't see yourself as a winner. So many of us make this challenge a problem, because we don't know how to let go of the past to be able to usher in and welcome in the future. So just like the title of this spoken word says, you'll never be free until you learn how to let go. You'll never be free until you learn how to let go. Let go of what? Let go of the past. Let go of what you're holding on to. Let go of what you hold on to. That's your shield to protect you from the outside world, which is something that is also an illusion. See, when we come into this world, We come in with a destiny and we come in with a clean slate. Now, many people might feel differently that when we come into this world, we already have some uh, preconceived imprints on our soul. Fine. I won't argue with that. It's a whole different topic. But what I'm saying as far as our mind is concerned, excuse me, if I sound funny in my voice, I took some activated charcoal. My stomach wasn't feeling good, so I took that right away. So a a little bit of it is still in my throat. That's why I sound like I'm about to cry at certain points, but that's not it, rest assured. I'm having some joyous times right now in ascending, so crying is the last thing on my mind. If I do cry, it'll be crying tears of joy that I made it to certain goals, regardless as to the obstacles in the way. And even then, I had to learn how to let go. Isn't that something? You enjoy a meal, you have family over, and it's a huge table of various goodies that you, you prepared up or your family prepared up, whoever did it. And you're sitting around a table, you're eating, you're enjoying this meal and you're thinking to yourself, what could be better than this? Well, you had a really wonderful time. Maybe some family members are, are in town. They're going to stay with you. Maybe some might be staying at a hotel to sleep, depending on your accommodations and the meal is over. Everybody leaves. The table is full of plates, dishes, because you told everybody leave it as it is. You clean up, you anticipated cleaning up. It's a joy to clean up. And as you clean up each person's plate that was invited, whether they're friends or family, you know who sat in that chair and whose plate that you're cleaning. And then you're thinking about them as you serve them after they left, that you're cleaning their plate. And you think about how wonderful it was to converse, talk over good times, and enjoy yourself. And, and, and that's really what it's all about in the living. And I really enjoy that. But after everything is done, and you fill the trash can up, the hefty bags, the garbage bags, you don't leave the garbage there. You don't leave the garbage there for a day or two or three because the garbage is not part of the good memory that you created. As far as the good part, this is the part that's waste. You have to let that garbage go. Keeping the garbage in the house is not going to help you to replicate or reproduce that good time that you had. So it's not a funeral. It's not a home-going service, but you have to take that garbage and take it outside. Anybody who holds on to the garbage after the dealings with the people in their life, no matter what their energies, good or bad, you're in for a bad situation. You're going to start to have a bad odor. What happens when you don't take out the garbage? Vermin, roaches, rats, gnats, maggots. You have all kinds of things come into your home if you let that garbage sit there. It's inevitable. It may take a little longer. Leave the garbage in the house and go on vacation for a month and seal your house in. The windows close, the doors close. Trust me, you will see things and you'll wonder, how did these things get into the house to fly around like this? Garbage unattended. So what you have to do In this life, whenever you leave a situation or whenever a situation ends, you have to understand that it's not coming back. Whatever bitterness you had toward that situation, and we're going to talk about those things, the joyous things you'll always be connected to because that's what you want to hold on to. But the bitter feelings of being fired from a job, the bitter feelings of a bad breakup, whether it was your fault or the other person's fault, the bitter feelings of a friendship ending or hearing things that they spoke on you, you have to let that go. And usually when these bad things happen, if your intuition is, is intact, you already know something is coming. You already know that you have to prepare for this change but you also have to be able to let go. You're not going to forget what happened, but you have to seriously meditate and let go because you'll never be free. You'll be somewhere 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 40 years from now, feeling the bitterness and the anger and the toxicity of that situation. And that's going to stop you. It's almost like, the butter that people would put in a pan, a hot pan over the fire before they break the eggs and fry the eggs. The eggs will never stick if you have that butter there. Right? You have to be able to let go. You won't be able to embrace the new situations and blessings and destiny that's guaranteed to you if you move forward in positivity. If you let Those old situations Act as though it's the butter Between you, the egg, and the pan It won't let you stick To the situation that's coming up To you new You won't be able to embrace it Because it's almost like it's It's a negative body condom That you put over you Almost like a big garbage bag Right? Almost like a raincoat And the rain can never hit you as long as you have this barrier of the old memory that you won't let go because your mind is so preoccupied with what happened. You can't embrace what is happening and what will happen. It'll hit you, but it'll roll off like that raincoat. It'll hit you, but there's no life coming through that condom because it's a barrier between sperm and egg. So how many of us are walking around referring to the past constantly? And I'm not saying you cannot think about the past. I'm not saying that you can't reminisce on the good and sometimes learn from the bad that happened to you. But don't linger in that past. There are many people that I know that are brilliant. They're smart. They have so much to offer, but their mind is locked. It can't operate in the present because it's locked into the past. And every single day when they wake up, they mumble about the things done to them the things that were done to them bad, things are going to happen to you for sure. You got to understand that you have your destiny and you were born alone in that experience and you're going to transition alone in that experience because this life is a journey. And although you can surround yourself with millions of people, if you want, you can have all of the hits on YouTube. You can have all of the likes. You can have all of the comments applauding how great you are. But when it's time to transition, and time hopefully to ascend because transitioning and ascension they're two different things even though it's the same view the same from this side some of us will transition into something that ain't good some of us will transition to something good but when you ascend you're going higher what are you doing now to ensure that you're going to go higher because that time is coming and this is why my whole mindset is shifting in a different direction. And I have let go of so much in my heart, my mind, in my spirit. And I can move forward without fear because I know now more so what my mission is in this world. And it doesn't involve the glittery hype trending. Let's hype up and get attention. I was never really with that, although I might've put my toe in it a little bit. It's not there anymore. I have no desire for that anymore. I, I I'm not interested in the algorithm anymore. You take what I give algorithm, do with it what you want. See, I'm free of that. Just like I said, you'll never be free until you learn how to let go. I really let go of this whole, whole thing. I'm marching forward out of the, out of the respect <clears throat> of what I've done in the past just to keep it going. And now that I'm at my pace, it is now something that is more fulfilling to me because I have other endeavors that I'm getting into at this part, point of earthly transition to another phase of my life, which is bringing me great peace of mind. I've made it, I'm happy, I'm there. I'm gonna relax as I create, but I'm gearing up for another phase in many other areas of my life. And I'm just so happy to get to this point at 60 years old. Some people get it at 35, some people get it at 25, some people get it at 95. You see in the magazines or in the television shows, even on the videos, you'll see somebody 95 years old getting their college degree. Isn't that something? And maybe 70 years ago, they had to raise a family. Maybe if it's a woman, her husband was in a tragic accident and she had to struggle with the children that they had. And they had to go through rough times financially. She started school, but she had to put it off. And then so many years later, at that age, it's not about, well, I'm going to go out and get a degree and go get a job. No, it's a sense of completion. It's a sense of finalizing something, achieving something and finishing something. You see many people out here, they don't have that ability. They see you and they want to do what it is that you do, which is fine. If you see a person who is a painter and he paints houses for a living or a person who's a Mason or a carpenter, a plumber, electrician and you say, wow, that interests me. I would like to do that. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because it's part of your destiny. Do it because you were made to do this. And if you feel you can be the best at what you do, not competing against anybody else, then by all means move forward. But if you're doing it to emulate someone else, you got to understand that next person might be in their destiny, moving toward their destiny on their mission and on their path. And there are many of us who want the spotlight of what they get in that path, but they're not built for it. They're not built day in and day out to do what it is that they do really with ease because they have the talent and the drive to do it. So you have to check yourself sometime because you see, when you say or when I said in the title you'll never be free until you learn how to let go. It's not just past situations, but you'll never be free until you learn how to let go of ego. You'll never be free until you learn how to let go of jealousy. You'll never be free until you learn how to let go of wanting to do something out of your mission. Accept what it is that your mission is. As a matter of fact, instead of watching everybody else, you need to find your mission. And when you find your mission and you find what it is that you're destined to do, that you are put here to do. You don't have to try to be someone else. Lance Scurve does not try to be anyone else. There might be people who are trying to be Lance I don't know. But all I know, I've always been unique. I've always danced to the beat of my own drummer. I never had to emulate somebody to make myself feel good because those voids of emptiness on the inside will never be fulfilled. If I if I have a mask on of somebody else's face, you know how the kids do. Halloween comes around. It's a wicked holiday, we understand that. I'm just stating on the obvious of what we know. Halloween in America. A little kid says, I want to be Spider-Man. So what does the mother and father do? They buy them a costume, and the mask looks like Spider-Man. It only covers the front. You see the head out, you know who it is. But they're playing pretend. Another person wants to be Captain America. Another person wants to be Wonder Woman. Another person wants to be Freddy Krueger if they want to be Freddy Krueger. So, yo, you better watch that kid because they might be jailbound. There's something wrong with that kid. (laughs) But we play pretend when we go out for Halloween. But some of us have never forgotten that. And we've learned through Halloween that we can be who we want to be as far as the facade. We can play Pretend. And we have so many grown adults out here who are playing pretend, which actually creates a disconnect from being fulfilled in what they do because they know they have not let go of those negative feelings. So they harbor a need for attention. They know that they're narcissists and and sociopaths on the inside, but the mask of what they put on and present to the world is something completely different. So they sit back and enjoy the receipts of the love that the façade is given, but it never fulfills them on the inside because they know they're a fraud. That's sad. And then we spend time in our life living double lives, living lives that we project out into the world, but it's, a, it's, it's paper thin. But deep down in the midnight hour, we're not happy with ourselves because we haven't let go of the old person or the present person that should be old now. We should get rid of those things. Childish things are for for children. We have grown adults who are doing childish things. Negative emotions. You must keep them out of your auric field. You must keep them out of your thoughts. And when it comes time to the negative, bad vibration people in your life, you should never hesitate to take out the trash. If you don't take out the trash of these entities and the energy that they bring, your home, you, your mind, when I say home, mind, your mind, how you think. You can't think straight because you got vermin infesting your mind. You can't think straight because you got maggots all in your mind, flies, rodents, mice, roaches, nothing good infesting your mind. It's easy to put on a smile and say things to the public. So you walk around with this heavy mask, but your mind is infested with these things that come from you or other people who are around you that you need to get rid of. It's, it's so easy, but we just don't know how to let go. We have people in our families, people in our lives that we know that they're not there for us deep down, but we keep them around because of the facade on how things look. You have households who have chaos and turmoil on the inside, but when they go outside, they're all on cue play pretend to put this imagery out to the world. No, I'm not doing it. I'm keeping my house clean. And the only house really that you have the responsibility of keeping clean is your own. You are not your car. You are not your house. Your home is you. You do not even have your own body. You didn't even own your own body. Eventually your body goes back to the earth, the physical body. So what's left? It's the real part of you on the inside that operates. You control the body. You want to pick up that cup? Your brain says, pick up the cup. You have men that will fall in love with you, ladies, just from the form of your body, not knowing the inside who you are. These are people you need to let go. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful how a woman is built. It's lovely. But how does she think? What's in her heart? More so than you judging her or assessing her on an act that she can perform on you. Yet you accept her in your life and you're letting hell in your inner circle and in your life and you wonder why? How did I get myself into this position? Because you'll never be free until you learn how to let go of that lust that you have in your heart that helps you to think in a wrong way helps you to, helps to bring you into situations that you should have never gotten into and the years roll by. And that's why many of us are sitting down somewhere on a couch, nodding our head with a drink in our hand. I don't know what happened back in 1979. I met this person. and blah, blah. This is 2023. What in the hell are you talking about? 1979. Yes, we have people who transition. We have we have situations in school, maybe that we loved. Talk about that. Share those memories. You know, I like to tell my stories. You know, I like to tell the things that I experience. But hopefully when I tell you these stories. From my past that I experienced, you can garner something from that. You're not going to hear me tell a story. Well, you know, uh, I remember back in 1984, we went to the bar and we got hooked up. And then what? And then what? These are the kind of things that people share. Like, are you serious? And and then what? What did you learn from that? How are you better? Why are you telling me this? You can't let go of that? How did that make you better? When I do my to-do list for the day, and usually it's from the night before, I may not do everything that I say that I'm doing, but if I say it's 10 things I want to do and I get three done successfully, I'm good because I did three successfully. If I said I want to do three, maybe I would have gotten one done. You shoot for the stars, and if you end up on the mountain top, you good. You made progress. You move forward. But how can I move forward if I can't let go of the trash? And sometimes you already know what the trash is already as far as people are concerned. And the red flags pop up for a year or two before you know the confrontation has to happen for you to let them go. Whether it's a confrontation or not or a silent agreement. (laughs) They know. They know when it's time to move on. They know when you're not going to take their foolishness no more. The subtle backstabbing, the the shape-shifting, the shadow work, the bad shadow work, And when you get rid of them, boy, you feel so light. And you're like, this stress wasn't even coming from me. This negative thing wasn't even coming from me. When they remove themselves from you, you can fly high and enjoy every second more so than they can. Because they sitting there saying, how the hell did you know what I was? But I knew all the time. You know why? That's why it was so easy to let you go. Because I already knew if you think something is precious to you, you'll fight to hold on to it. But when you know it's nothing but garbage, man, you can't wait to get rid of that thing. Am I correct? You hold on to the good and you get rid of the bad. You know, when you buy something brand new and it's in a box. It is something about getting something brand new. I'm not being carnal or low low vibrational, but I'm, I'm human too. I know this thing. And you pull the box, the plastic off first, and you dig your fingers in. You're you're almost going to damage what's inside. You dig it in the box so much and you take the box, you throw it aside, you put it down and you get this precious item that you always wanted. Maybe you ordered it and it was delivered to you, to your home. And you were waiting for it and you see that delivery guy and you so happy. You see, sign at the da da dollar line. You don't even sign like you usually sign. You scribble because you want to get that package in your house. Now you got it. You pulled the plastic off. You pulled the box off. Now you got this precious thing in your hand. It could be something small and needed or something larger and ornate that it wasn't life or death that you had to get it. But you're glad because you saw it and you connected with it. What are you holding on to? Are you holding on to the box? No. Are you holding on to the plastic that wrapped around it? No. You're holding on to that precious item. So you hold on to what's precious to you and you get rid of what is garbage, what is not necessary. And that 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 box and that plastic and, and the little plastic peanuts on the inside or rolled up pieces of newspaper. It served this purpose for you. It got you to the point of getting that item. Now you have the item. Now it's time to let go of the, it's now trash. It wasn't trash when it helped to protect the item that you wanted that's so precious now. So you may meet a group of friends or think they're friends. And you have five different phone numbers now because you met them at a gathering or network with them. And you vibe with them and talk with them and maybe met at a restaurant to uh, have a conversation about the common endeavor that you're doing. And after a time, you realize that there's one genuine entity out of that whole group of five people that you swore were go-getters. And they probably were go-getters in their individual area of expertise, but they weren't genuine. You didn't vibe with all of them. See, it took time for you to figure this out. But out of all of that five, there's one that sticks with you. And that's the way it is in this life. There'll be that one person in the precious package, that one item. And you get rid of the box, you get rid of the the, the plastic peanuts or the rolled up newspaper in the plastic. There's nothing wrong with that. But imagine you got something nice a vase or some type of artistic a sculpture or something to put up on your mantle, to put up on your shelf. You don't take the cardboard box <laughs> and the plastic and the, and, the, and the plastic peanuts and the rolled up newspaper and put it next to it. It's not meant for that time in your life, but you'll never be free of that garbage until you learn how to let it go and understand its purpose. So for me, there are people who have come into my life for the purpose of elevating me. There have been people who've come into my life for the purpose of teaching me a lesson to know how to vet people a little longer. I've learned you just don't let anybody in like that. I'm even more intense on that right now because the results I love. I feel so much lighter. I used to carry the weight of the world on me. I'm trying to help everybody. I'm trying to save everybody. I'm trying to, I'm gonna wake these people up. And I, yes, I got into that for a while. I'm not gonna lie because I love my people. But most of my people don't even love themselves. Most of my people are just gonna posture and talk and get in the fake spirit and all of this stuff. And I'm not one to waste time. I am retired right now from working in America and I'm retired right now. I've pulled back on my social media. I'm killing off a few platforms. I'm making it lean where it's something enjoyable that I handle. It has to be that way. You have to graduate. As much as you love your teachers, you can't stay in the classroom because the next class has to come in and they have to learn. So you take what you've learned and you move forward. And you move forward in a happy way knowing that you can let go and keep what's precious along the way and you never let go of those lessons. You never let go of those real individuals in your life. But everybody who comes at you smiling, everybody who comes and it seems like they're so spectacular. Wow, I want to vibe with this person. And then you find out that You saw their mask. And the sad part about it is there are many people out here who just don't know how to let go of what is fraudulent. And maybe it was real for a while, like the box and the plastic peanuts and the rolled up paper and the plastic. That was real. You grabbed the whole thing. When you extracted out of it what you needed, you realize this is not serving your purpose. Because see, these people who only see you for what you can do for them. They already know. I'm only going to mess with this person until I get what I want. And then I'm going to give them my butt to, to kiss. Some of, so, some of them are a little nicer than that. They just ease out. They ease out the back door quietly. But some, they want you to know that they were there for that purpose and that purpose only to get from you what they saw was precious. They'll even come on in your house and do a home invasion to get that vase off the shelf for themselves. They don't care. I want to know what you know. I want you to position me where I have to be positioned, where I want to be positioned. after that, I don't know you no more. I got what I want from you. You all know how it goes. And I know how it goes. But I was always Mr. Nice Guy. Please don't follow through with that. Let me tell you something. I ain't Mr. Nice Guy no more. Only for the real people. Just real. My doors are closed for a while. I'll open them eventually. But I need to enjoy this part of my life. And when you add the ingredients into the soup, you have to add them in slowly. Make sure the taste of the soup is going where you want it to go. You don't add ingredients into the soup and the soup starts tasting nasty just because you wanted to add ingredients to the soup. There comes a time in your life where your full capacity, you can accept no more. You can do no more. You have to be able to have peace of mind. You have to be able to be balanced. You have to always be able to enjoy that thing that you enjoy. You know, there was a time when I was into bodybuilding and I loved it so much. There were guys I know that were taking anabolic steroids. It didn't bother me because I loved it so much. And I worked so hard to look the way I did. But after a while, when I got into competition, I started doing good. I started winning some things. Sometimes I wouldn't always win, but I always improved the way I look. But when I, my mind got so much into the politics where if I represented one particular gym that wasn't so well liked by this organization that I'm competing for, they were going to take it out on me. So if I was supposed to get first place, I might get fourth right? That's what they do. And my head got into that so much that I forgot the love that I had for lifting weights and training and running and eating proper. And that was a big lesson for me. So in hindsight, I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I should have just stopped competing, continued to train for the love of it, and not train as much, little 45 minutes a day, six days a week, We'll, we'll... We'll, we'll get into that breakdown, but that would be easy for me, right? So I didn't do that. I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm stopping. It wasn't hurting anybody but myself because I wonder what I would look like if I never stopped. It was good that I stopped because I had some injuries from just continuous, continuously training from like 13 years old to 22, my last competition. But now when faced with those issues of self-reflection and you're saturated with a little too much toxicity that was brought to you that was designed to make you look at the, the, the thing that you do and stop. I'm like, uh uh-uh. I ain't stopping this. I'm getting rid of you. I'm getting rid of those thoughts that you're trying to put in my head. There have been actually people who walked up to me and said, you know, especially since Africa, right? You live here now. You're not in America. You need to stop how the hell are you going to tell me to stop something when you don't have nothing going on in your life? How could you guide me with this foolish uh, suggestion? No. So I knew that individual had some major issues with me and the happiness that I derive from what I do. Because you see, some people don't have things to work on. Some people don't have things to look forward to. They have to sniff around in the mud like the swamp pigs that they are. And and just gossip on somebody else's life. Talk about somebody else's life. But what about your life? What are you talking about doing? What are you talking about producing? What are you talking about doing today to make you better than you were yesterday? When you put these hard questions to these people who are not moving in any direction, they're not even coasting because they don't even have a momentum Because they never did anything. And don't tell me, well, they worked. No, no, you're supposed to work or earn, whichever way. Earning is a lot better than working. But don't tell me, well, I held down my job. Well, who else is going to do it for you? I I can't do it for you. I can't work hard and you sit down and I'm going to feed you. I mean, if you're in my inner circle and something comes up, I got you. But these entities that are around you that want to give you this advice, you don't even let these people in your head. You see, you got to let go of them because they're going to bog you down. They're going to drag you down. You want to go up every single day, incrementally. My favorite word, like every stone placed to build that mighty mansion, that one stone that's in your hand that you're cementing down is the most important stone for that moment. You make sure to lay that stone strong with ample mortar. Make it level, make it, make it plumb, make it everything right. Because that stone is going to be the foundation for all the other stones. So if you drop that one near crooked, everything else that comes behind it is going to be crooked. So you have to move in a very conscious, self-corrective way. Every day that comes, you have to think and say to yourself, this person that's trying to really get into my life. What's their motivation? And what trash are they bringing with themselves? Right. I mean. People think that's cruel, but it's not. Because your energy and your life force is a very, very important thing. You can't just look, do you put the air conditioner on the AC on when it's hot outside and say, wow, it's nice outside. Let me open up all the windows. Then if you're going to do that, you need to cut the AC off. You're wasting electricity. But people don't want to see it that way. You can't have it both ways. You're draining yourself down. You've got to do what you need to do for yourself. And people will say, oh, you're selfish. Watch those people who say that when you pull back. To to, to, to keep the resources that you have, not to just keep it for yourself. If someone who you know is working on something and they're about putting in that work, you can take time and tithe to them. You can give them a little money to support them. You can give them your time to support them. You can give them your expertise and encourage them. But we have some people out here who don't, they're not about anything. And they want to suck from you, they want to take from you. I cannot say this enough. And lots of times when they are taken from you, they are despising you. They are not liking you. How dare you get to this point in life and ascend and have this body of work no matter what it is. It should be me. I'm better. And these are the kind of people who are smiling with you right next to you. And lots of times, if you look at the smile that they have, it's not really a smile. It's a grimace. And after they show their backside and they're not out of your, they're not in your life anymore. They're out of your life because you took out the trash that they were. You'll think back to the moments. That you kind of felt something wrong. But you said to yourself, no, let me not get into that. It it, it can't be. You know, I've had individuals around me that we've done lots of videotapes together. And there was one in particular that when they were on camera, they gave me a look and looked back at the camera person who they were involved with. And the look they gave them, it was like, and they looked back at me again. It's like, whoa, did you see what they just did? It wasn't a pleasant thing. It was like, look at this fool. I can't stand this guy. And I'm jolly, tapping him on the shoulder, laughing, feeling good feelings. And these people were snakes. Wow. Caught on videotape. I showed Mr. Scurve. She said, it can't be anything other than that. So, people, you're going to have certain individuals in your life that are precious, you hold on to them because it's so hard to find. And really you shouldn't be looking. Just be the good person that you are, improve yourself every day, and your light as a chosen one will pull that next person to you. And when you have that person in your life, whether you're romantically involved with them or not, whether they live in a different country or a different city because we have the technology to communicate with them. One person like that is better than 117,000 people who may rally around you and say they like you, but they really don't. That one person will satisfy you down to the core of your soul. They don't have to try to be anything. They don't have to convince you that they're anything. Your energy and their energy is already validated on first sight because you can feel it. You can scan it and feel it. And you're like, whoa, and the others just fall off. Because what you thought you needed from them, they couldn't give you in the first place. Ain't that something? It's like when you sit down and eat a meal, right? Say, for example, when your body says, okay, I'm hungry, right? So you're hungry. I want to eat. That's what you That's what you figure out. I'm hungry. I want to eat. But what your body's really telling you is that I need nutrition. And it could be the carbohydrates, the protein, the essential fats, the water, the vitamins, and the minerals. But it may go deeper than that, right? It may be where you're deficient in a certain mineral, but what you're consuming doesn't have much of it. So this is what causes us to overeat because we're trying our best. Now, if we don't have the mindset to understand what it is we're trying to do with our body, we're not just gonna keep eating. We're gonna have something nutritionally dense. We're gonna supplement our diet with as much as we can so we know that we don't have any nutritional gaps. And when you fill those needs, There's no need to stuff your face and stuff your face and stuff your face because you're getting what it is that you need nutritionally. So when you have a poor diet where there are not many nutrients in it, of course you're going to overeat when you you go to eat junk food. You're not going to satisfy those nutritional requirements. So when you're in life and before you learn these lessons, and you look back and say, wow, I, I used to go to the club three times a week. We used to go Thursday night, go straight to work in the same clothes and and, and work. And I, we used to keep a change. We go get a shower somewhere and go back to the club Friday night and go home, rest a little bit, get up and go Saturday night. I know people like that. And don't let it be an after work special. They'll go after work and sip a few drinks and then come home. What were you looking for? You working just as hard partying as you were doing the job. Matter of fact, your job uh, uh, efficiency went down. Because you couldn't wait to get out of that job to go hang out at the club and, and shake and bop and drink and get around the opposite sex and all of that stuff. What was the void? What was the nutritional need that you needed in your soul to fulfill? And now you're older and you think back, oh, man. If I only knew, if I can go back to that person that I was and let them know that this is not the way, this is not ever going to fulfill you. I've known people like that. A lot of them have passed on and never learned the lesson. I know dudes who have gotten to their 50s, damn near their 60s, and they still chasing the club scene. It doesn't have to be just the club, the nightclub. It could be something else. But I'm just using that as an example. That is so sad. And some people never learn that they're looking for something. They're seeking something. They're seeking to fill a void inside of them. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to go to a nightclub. You have friends or you just want to go hear the music or, you know, if you're balanced. If you're balanced. I like to hear nice, good music that I can identify with. So I'm not going to say even at 60 years old and going into my 60s, that I'm not going to go into a nightclub and sit down and maybe get a little meal and reminisce and enjoy the ambiance and, 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 and the people dancing and enjoying themselves. But I'm not going in there as no old man ch- trying to hit some young girl <laughs> wearing a shirt with the buttons down to my navel and all this gold hanging down and some pimp hat with some style from 30 years ago. That everybody in the club that's in that young the young folks in that club, they weren't even born when the, those clothes are made, looking like a fool. No, I wouldn't go there for that. If anything, y'all know me, I would go there and meet the owner and say, hey, can I do a little videotaping or talk to the people who are in and out you know, legally here so you don't have to run me out and wonder what I'm doing. I'm going to always do stuff on a creative level. And so this is why for me to have gotten rid of so much trash around me, I'm free to do what it is that I want to do. I don't have to be coerced to do something more of what I do against my will. And I'm all drained and tired. I I, I can't babysit people no more. I can motivate you, influence you. But I can't take you in and take all these hours trying to convince you. No, you have to walk on your own and learn your own lessons. You have to learn your own lessons. Didn't you realize that when you were in school, you can go to lunch with your friends and eat and laugh and talk. You can go out into the schoolyard and laugh and talk, but when it comes time to take that test, you're on your own, unless you're trying to cheat and whisper the answers to the next person or get it from somebody else. You got to put your time in. You got to put the work in. You got to learn the lessons that you need to learn, because like I said in the beginning of this video, You were born alone. I don't care if you're twins. You're not exactly built the same. And you both have to grow on your own. Your feet can't support the weight of your twin if you're twins. Your feet are connected to your legs, your balance. If you're hungry, that's not connected to my brain. I'm not suffering hunger pangs. And the same for me. If I'm hungry, it's not bothering you. I got to get food into my body. So this is not about being selfish. This is about self-preservation. But there's so many vipers out here and so many haters and users that when you preserve yourself and you said enough is enough or no, I can't do this anymore. or oh, who you think you is who you think you are. You got all that and, and, and they try to fit themselves in. I helped you to get that. I had some people say that to other people. That they were the ones that funded me out here. They were the ones that uh, gave me the money to build my home. For real? Like I didn't work all my life? Like I didn't try to maintain good credit and and do the right things and make moves and and be courageous enough to make a leap? You don't have to do what I do and I don't have to do what you do. But I did what I did. And I don't see too many people doing pretty much what they say they want to do because we posture too much. That's why I don't even say things anymore. Because here comes the people that's trying to discourage you. Oh, I got some good things going on now. I'm not telling. I'm not telling. And I got the time to do it. And the riffraff is gone. My house is clean. The trash has been emptied and taken out and the garbage truck took it far away. And that's what I will continue to do until I par back everything. Where I can vibrate higher, ascend higher, be a better version of myself every day, work on myself. Why? So I can serve the people who need me, who may have those voids inside of them. So maybe I can give them a word out of experience so I can fill those voids and satisfy their spiritual nutritional needs so they won't have to go out to the club three nights out the week. Huh? That's what we're supposed to do. That's how we make this world better. It's not about dropping big money and building a structure. And and that's nice, you know, if you want to do a, a, a community center or something like that, fine, for the kids. But the everyday in your path type thing, you don't know how much of an influencer, you are, you don't have to be on YouTube or social media with all of these people following you who just, they'll, you know, let me tell you something. Half the people who subscribe to most people, they'll click that subscribe button and forget all about it <laughs> until you see it pop up on, on your YouTube page using you, YouTube as an excuse. How many people do you have in your phone that you really, really vibe with? You got cards and you got phone numbers. How many email addresses? How many do you really vibe with? You don't even know who these people are. They don't even give a damn who you are. So you gotta understand that. See, but you gotta come to that point in that realization. So this is what makes me wonder about the younger children, the kids, the younger generation. Like they're growing up in this world where their minds are taken over by the social media thing, the perception of the world. Do they really get a chance to know themselves? Do they really get a chance to develop from within? Because peace of mind comes from within. It doesn't come with getting likes and hits on social media platforms and using that filter to make you look better and look slimmer and put it out there. And, and, And what people are liking is not you anyway, it's your imagery. You know what I mean? Validation. When I draw pictures, when I get into my art, I put my computer on, play music. I might have an image in front of me to guide me that I'm taking from. And I'm gone. And that's one of the most intense pleasures that I've known. That's that form of creative meditation. I look forward to that. I need that. That is something so good. I don't need a gazillion people pulling at me, poking at me, just ah, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. Human nature, it's a hell of a thing. I'd say about approximately 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, when I first started doing this stuff, it was actually August 11th, 2011, when I did my first show on Blog Talk Radio. But before that, I was online for 10 years already. I already had thousands of articles and lots of artwork. and different. I was already well-known, but I went into this new thing, <laughs> and um, it just gradually broke down. Human nature, this one not liking that one. This one talking about that one. And I had a Facebook uh, group room that was a big trash can where people just all day, some ganged up on other people. I don't like this person and I heard this and I heard that. Oh man, it got too much. And then on my shows, they started doing attacks on each other and little snotty things. I said, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh, you know what I did? I said, I don't care if I don't get popular or not because I already know popularity from the artwork and all that stuff, which I'm, I'm getting back into that. And maybe I'm going to minimize YouTube, minimize all the other stuff and get into that. Well, I can say that's what I'm doing. I'm more peaceful that way, more productive. Right. So what I did, I said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not keeping this as a place to fester up adversaries and confrontations and nigger business (laughs) really and truly you got black people you got niggers right i'm not doing this we have intelligent college educated niggers and because they're niggers yes i'm saying it i don't be bothered with them see we think they're just in the street poor no i'll rock with some folks who are homeless and poor or whatever or don't have much they may be downtrodden whatever and they're dignified they're trying to get better They may have been knocked down, but they got a purpose for their life. So all of this stuff was dominating everything. I killed that group room. And I didn't do shows no more. I said, you know, I'm done with this. Y'all go on somewhere. I started recording and uploading. Recording and uploading. No live shows. We didn't have streaming on YouTube then, right? And even when I got into that, that kind of stuff tried to start all over again. And so I had to purge myself, record, upload. You don't like it, go. I'm not keeping all this confusion and whispering and, and people who wanna still hang around with their energy, but they gotta hide and they're gonna work through this one. And and, and what did he say? And what is he talking? No, uh-uh. I know what time it is. Like I said, I got friends who see. Who helped me? <laughs> Y'all think I'm stupid? If I take out the trash, I don't want the trash hanging around my yard. If I take out the trash, I'm not gonna put it somewhere so I can I can go dig through the trash for old times' sake. There ain't no old times. I gotta banish this thing because the good times are coming, and I'm not gonna lose out on the good energy and the good people who are sincere, who are into what they do because they have a love for it. I'm in a new country and going to carry around the old trash. No! I didn't come out here for that. And there are entities and spirits that are out here who have the same negative modus operandi. No! I'm getting rid of you too. Well, first of all, you don't even have a chance to get around me because I already have enough experience. When you talk about discernment, <laughs> somebody, they love to throw that word around. Folks love to throw words around and they don't really have it. How do you think I got so far? Because I can see through most people like a cheap novel. Now, in my carnal uh, mind and decadence, that, that clouds me so I can't see it as much. You see what I mean? These brothers, that go to bars and they, yeah, I'm going to meet me a nice young lady. Girl over there smiling. Right? this brother might have a gift of discernment until he, he sees the brown areola peek, peeking over that cleavage. Now his mind is on them two things sitting in front of him and he's, his discernment is out the window. He buys her some drinks, takes her home, dates her a little bit. They do the behind closed doors, calisthenics. Now she's full throttle in his world and giving him hell because you 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 abandon your, your gift of discernment, which is supposed to save you. You saw them titties and it went right out the window. I just got to tell it like it is. So we got to look past the facade. Is this person presenting something false to me? Or they're trying to shapeshift to be appealing to me? Because they may feel there's something to get out of me. It may not be where I have a lot of money, but I got to I got to hook up with somebody who owns a big store and I'm good friends with them. And they think if they get, become friends with me, they can slide in that way. Man, people look just think of the movie. Closing it down now. But just think of the movie Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Same concept. I like Night of the Living Dead. It was a black and white movie. They might have colorized it, but. It hit my brain so much when I was much younger about these ghouls that were trying to get into the house, to bite the people, to turn them into ghouls. So the few people who weren't these dead walking, slow walking ghouls, they had to keep them out. So they were busting through the windows. So they had to board up the windows. They were trying to kick in the door. So they had to board up the doors. So they had to keep their weaponry inside. So if somebody or one of them got through, I think a shot to the head would take them out. Maybe, maybe they may, I think they would get up and keep coming. So you had crowds of people, dead ghouls around your home, trying to get into to, to, to the safe spot. That's the way I see this world on one level, right? I, I don't think everybody's bad, but the majority, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They don't have no goals they could be nice people and still be bad for you because they'll drag you off into somebody else's mission of negativity. Like one of my friends said, and I've heard other grandmothers say it ain't nothing good out there after 12 midnight. They might say 10, they might say 11. So really when you get up and you go outside in the street at that time, Or maybe you're going to an all-night store to pick up some groceries. Maybe you work at night or work late. Whatever, whatever. But if you're aimlessly going out at that time, you're walking out there with these ghouls like on the movie, Night of the Living Dead. And they're going to get you. And you're going to average out with them. And you're going to turn into a ghoul too. If you see me coming out of a crack house repeatedly at night, what am I doing? Going in to watch TV? That means I must be smoking crack too. Because why am I hanging around crackheads in a crack house? if I'm hanging around some house where there's nothing but horny gay dudes and you see me coming out pulling my zipper up you know what it is that I'm doing in there I I don't do that so why would I be there so you also got to watch people and the people around them there's so much to use your gift of discernment on that you need to be able to meditate be still and it gets to a point where you just don't want to be around too many people unless they're seriously real. Because I have no time for that. I have no time for the BS. It's done. It's done with. But you've got to be able to learn how to let these people go or you'll never be free. The title again, you'll never be free until you learn how to let go. You've got to let it go. If you go back, you stay back. If you can't let go of the trash in your life, they could be nice people, but bad habits. You can't and they want to call you and be on the phone all day and they have nothing good to say. Oh, did you oh, what, what is this person doing? And, and what did they say? Uh, 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 reach out to me. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. there was nothing with their life. Sniveling like a pig. Oh, no. Please don't. Don't waste time around these types of people. Learn how to let go if you really want to be free. Because if you can't, you'll find yourself in a place of stagnation with maggots, roaches, flies, vermin, rats, mice around you. Digging for something that will never fill those voids inside of you. You can be happier as each day goes by. You learn from the lessons of life, the negative things that have happened to you. Embrace them in the in the space that you've learned from this and then let it go. So when you think about it, I gain from it. I'm not going to think about it and think about it. and. I don't want to hear your old time crap. Today is a new day. Look at the picture of the three young ladies here. They're looking out toward the water. They're not turned in on each other. Girl, did you hear? Look behind me. Look at the beautiful beach shoreline. it's, it's, It's in the background. It's faded. That's an effect to focus on what's in the foreground. But look at that. How vast the world is. How you can let the toxins go out of your body by connecting with the sand and going in the water. Cleansing yourself on so many levels. We should be in a continual state of cleansing. It's like walking around in, 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 in a city where there's smog in the air. You're walking down the street and the bus goes by and blows exhaust. Cars blowing exhaust. Trucks full of stuff and dirt up top and it's falling down. And they're doing construction and, and, and woods being cut up with circular sores and stuff. And you're breathing. You wipe your face with a rag. Where all this black dirt come from? Because it's the atmosphere that you're in. You understand? That's what it is. So we got to understand, we got to continually cleanse, purge, so we can be free. You'll never be free until you learn how to let go. Land out, on to the next one. Much love. Like, share, and subscribe if you wish, but pass it on. And I'm looking forward to hearing your comments. It's always a pleasure to speak with you every single day of my life and it's nothing but love. I speak out of love and I am well protected now more than I've ever been. And I realize where my blip is on the radar screen and what I must do. If you don't know your mission, find it out. Do not let people stop you from what it is that you're here to do in a divine manner. Whatever you're doing, that's carnal and people want to keep you in that decadence, you're better than that. You were put here to do something, large or small, but your life means something, even when you can't figure it out. I'll say this. There were times when I had odd jobs. There were times when I had strange relationships, didn't know where it was going, didn't know where I was going, but all of those odd pieces I compared to Rags at the time. Oh man, this life, my life is not going anywhere and I'm doing this, I did that and where's it going? But I've learned how in time to sew those rags together and create a beautiful quilt. So now at this age, there's no shame in anything that I've done or explored or did or tried. And th- I thought I failed, but I didn't. I learned because I wasn't supposed to be in that area of expertise. It wasn't for me, but I had to touch it a little bit to have knowledge of it. So later on down the line, it would serve me. But I didn't see the value in it at that time. Just like you might not see the value in what you're doing at this time, but all things unknown will one day be known. Understand that. Put it to the side. Keep moving forward. Later on, you'll say, wow, I experienced that. I have a background in this. I can use that knowledge. There's no life wasted when you're here. Every beat of your heart, every blink in your eye, every time you swallow and chew, there's something ahead of you that will ascend you if you can only see it. Don't let the clouds make you think there's no sun. There's always a sun shining. It just might not be right now, but while it's not shining on you, there are things that you need to be doing. Trust me, I'm living proof of that. I'm 60 years old now with just as much enthusiasm as I had as a teenager. And I've been through so much, but guess what? I'm still here and I'm armed with knowledge that I never had before from experience. And experience is the best teacher. Know that I love you all. We're going to come back here again, create a willing. And I love the vibe with you all here. Much love to you all. Lance Curve out. Peace. Make sure to check out the Boldest blog at landscurve.com. And follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Skurve.